guys. Beer. Sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you boys. Hey, everybody. This is my good friend over here, Corey Tynes. Uh, I was talking about we're going to have a little powwow here coming up. And uh, he's been so gracious to sacrifice some of his time on a school night to come on out here. How you doing, man? Not bad, John. How you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, buddy. I am right now in... I'm getting ticked. I'm looking over the scoreboard. It's like, I think, 1919 right now. I'm like, oh, come on, Raptors. Yeah, you got to try uh, to pull it out. I can't believe this. I can't believe we're in a dogfight right now. I just can't believe this. I know. The Celtics are uh, showing them a little something that, uh, especially when you got those top teams in the East, both both down 2 nothing in the series. Buddy, were you were you shocked? Okay, so I don't know how much have you been watching because I know you're, you're a hardworking man, right? So, I mean, for <laughs> me, for me, I get a lot of sports, the, the, the sports net. Uh, yeah. Or on TSN, you know, just watching my playbacks. I got satellite radio in the car. And, of course, baseball in 30 minutes, my new thing, you know. So so I don't know if you've been watching any of it. But the Raptors games, I I tend to watch usually the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got to cheer for the the Canadian teams, of course. (laughs) Keep an eye on them. But, yeah, I mean, those games have been – they've been good to watch. It's – you know, not not the endings how you've been hoping. Uh, I mean, I've seen how the Bucks and the Miami series has been going. I mean, um, I guess I'm a little surprised. Jimmy Butler over there. Jimmy uh, Buckets! Yep, yep. Getting her done down there in uh, Miami. But, yeah, I was surprised about that with the, the Greek freak. You know what I mean? Like, I was a little, little shocked how that game ended last night. You know? Well, they were, I, they were down. They were down in the first quarter. I remember that. And yep. they must have made a vicious comeback because I was just going, they're like 10 points down. This looks like a, another replay of whatever. So, I, you know, I shut it off, figured I'll pick up the score later, right? I see it. And it was like a two-point game. I'm like, what happened? So, well, it, it was when it went down to the wire, you know, it was down to that uh, last second shot there for uh, Butler. And then they called the foul on uh, Giannis. And it was, I don't know, man, from my opinion, I was like, Come on, man! Really, that's that's the the foul they're calling to end the game, and then Butler's, you know, gets two shots from the foul line to end the game. So, anyway, well, it kind of it was kind of like the same with the last uh, little bit moments there in that Raptors Celtics game in Game Two, yeah. where Marcus Smart steps out of bounds, yeah, pretty pretty clear. But when Pascal Siakam had it in the last minute there, and his just his, just the tip of his heel was out of bounds. Yep. And all I'm thinking is like these these courts must be just a little smaller maybe than the ring because these this, these are mistakes you don't make. You know? like, I know, I know. It's stuff that's happening. A lot of pressure. I think, you know, when you look at the Raptors, the team they had last year, you know, they always had Kawhi as that go-to guy, and then uh, Lowry. So now a lot of guys got to pick up the slack, and uh, you know, I think it's a little bit of pressure on these guys. You can see that, but. You know, we'll see how the the rest of the series goes because I mean they're they're relying on Siakam a lot this this time. They are, they are. I, I their bench is is much more significant than Boston's, but 
I don't know, Kemba Walker seems to be the difference maker. And he just showed up in the game two in the fourth quarter. Just a killer. Marcus Smart was like Michael Jordan all of a sudden. And I have to admit to you, Corey, I was shook, man. I was shook when I saw Boston take out Philadelphia in four. I was like, oh. Yes. (laughs) I mean, Boston's strong. They're strong. So it's, uh, you know, like the season wasn't bad. I mean, I'm surprised how things are going in the playoffs and especially – you know, I'm sure the Celtics fans are loving it. I think I'm a little surprised, same as you are. But, uh, you know, I guess Boston fans are happy with what they're getting from Kemba Walker this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, just basically to go back with uh, our last week's podcast there, uh, we were talking about the historic event that happened there with yeah. uh, uh, NBA, WNBA, MLB, NHL, everybody just taking those three days, NBA four to, to really have a, like a, a peaceful boycott uh, to bring yeah. some awareness into uh, everything there. And then, like, I'm not going to go and rehash everything that I said, but there was a lot of, th- things being thrown around that these players are privileged. You know, I seen the memes actually still coming out with uh uh, LeBron James crying, you know, saying we're not playing. And then Archie Bunker, Archie Bunker below, no one cares, you know. And uh, yeah. for you young ones who don't know who Archie Bunker is, I don't know, man. That was 70s humor. So, yeah. Uh, no, kind, not, kind of a bigoted, bigoted, uh, bigoted character, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, you see a lot of these guys talking, the athletes and, uh, you know, representing the different leagues. And I think uh, some of the guys have done a really good job. You see guys, uh, you know, in hockey and they, they talk about it and the things that are going on, are, it's bigger than the sport. You know, they want to, they want to stand together in unity. And I think, I think even though you're going from different leagues, professional athletes are professional athletes and it's a brotherhood. And uh, you know, I shouldn't just say brotherhood, sisterhood too. It's a family because you include the WNBA and a lot of athletes. So I think they're all representing each other when they, they decide that, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to take a stand and, you know, decide that we're not going to play tonight. We're not going to play for a couple of days to bring awareness to something that uh, has might affect other players more than some, but uh, I think it's, I think it's important. And, you know, some people say, you know, these guys should give up their privilege of, you know, quit the job and, you know, maybe they should uh, do more, but, you know, it's the, it's the notoriety that they receive by being in the limelight that, you know, if they decide they want to take a stand, that's maybe that's bringing out more attention. You know, I, somebody might not have 3 million followers if they're just, you know, playing at the YMCA versus, uh, you know, playing in the Staples Center. Yeah. And especially with like everything that you're seeing in the world right now, right. For, for, for that to happen, it's the most, to me, it's the most peaceful form of protest that I could think of. And just to question these, these individuals as to why they did that is, yeah. it's almost, it's almost like a slap in the face. Cause it's just like, yeah, you make millions of dollars to entertain me, but it's like, listen, this is something bigger. This is something bigger than the sport. It's something that needs to be addressed. And uh, I, I was, you know what? I was really impressed with Barack Obama actually taking time to come out there and talk to the NBA players over there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here they're back in there. And, and you and I, we both know what it's like to, to isolate or anything like that. 
it just due to our jobs. But for these guys to be doing that now as well, I mean, yeah, it is their job. And yeah, they're paid millions of dollars, but it's still, I mean, it's still messing with your mind. I mean, you're, you're living, you're living your life in there and they're, they're, they're doing this while everything is around them is happening. So to me, I had no problem with it. I did. Well, of course, you know, people, people are, you know, they seem to be a little put off, you know, cause it's an inconvenience. You don't get to watch the sport that you like, but you know, it's like you said, these guys are in a bubble. So they're really limited in what they can do. Maybe somebody might want to take part in a protest. They might want to do something uh, as the individual, but because they're, they're in isolation in the bubble because of the professionals who are playing, you know, if the only thing that they can do is say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to boycott the game tonight. And really they, they say boycott, but they're not really boycotting because the league, they weren't boycotting the league. No. They weren't boycotting the games to say they're not going to, they're just saying, Hey, we just want to do something that shows people or we want to do our part. We want to keep the conversation going. We want people to talk about this and uh, not just have it fall to the wayside. So I think that what they did is, in my opinion, my opinion only, you know what I mean? Like I, I commend these guys for doing what they're doing and that goes across all sports for wanting to, you know, bring attention to something that is really important. Um, you know, obviously as a visible minority, that's, it's important to me and stuff I think about for my kids and family and things like that. So mm. glad that it's happening. Yeah. I mean, me, me as well. I mean, I, I'm a visible minority. One day I'm going to bust out the old pictures uh, <laughs> to show you <laughs> what I looked like beforehand uh, as a young teenager to now. Um, but I mean, growing up, I'm, I'm part white, I'm part East Indian, part Fijian. Um, and I remember my dad would coach the softball team. I remember going to sporting events with my dad and always being asked, like, is that your real dad? You know, my dad was white. Yeah. It's like, no, no, that's that's my real dad. Oh, no, no, you must be adopted. You must be craziness, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, I know, honestly, at that time, people just weren't really, they were, they were ignorant about things, you know what I mean? It wasn't meant to be hurtful, even though yeah. it was. And and to me, it's like, I think I think it's almost hurtful to be disparaging of what they did you know, and and that includes the NHL as well. As a matter of fact, I was very impressed with the NHL, even though originally they did not go out. They they went the next night, and then they actually had like a little conversation, a little powwow in front of everybody yeah. talking about it. And uh, I love that they had uh, was it Brett Brett Reeves and Nazim Kadri right in the front there talking, and yeah. uh, and uh, I was I was proud of those boys talking, and I was proud of every single one of those NHL players standing behind them there and just. Well, being there to support them. That's the good thing to see is uh, Ryan Reeves has been a big, big proponent of uh, what's been going on in the NHL. And, uh, you know, the guys that stood up there with him, uh, like you said, Nazem Kadri, uh, you know, some of the guys that aren't there anymore, you know, Matt Dumba, Matt Dumba's still Matt Dumba gone, the yeah. background. Uh, Evander Kane. You know, yeah. Evander Kane for sure. One of the guys there that plays for Dallas, Jason Dickinson, uh, Caucasian, you know, when you look at him, white guy, but he's got uh, color in his family, like his father. So, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody that has ties to uh, people of color in their family, you know, you, you know, see it at face value, but these are all important things for them. So when they're standing up to say, Hey, look, 
we're supporting each other. You know, Ryan Reeves, when the game starts, yeah, man, we're battling it out. And this guy's laying on I the, love the, the hits and that. he's playing yeah. physical, which is great. But he said, hey, look, you know, these guys are here supporting me, supporting the cause. And it's that brotherhood. So, you know, I think there's that mutual respect between the professional athletes in terms of supporting one another. Hey, look, when the puck drops, the ball, you know, as soon as we start the game, hey, we're Warriors, you know, we're going to battle it out. But at the end of the game, you know, in real life, we're, you know, it is a brotherhood and it's closeness and we're all supporting each other. And I think that's that's a big part of it, especially, uh, you know, I'm a big hockey fan, so it's good to see I see a lot of analysts that talk about, uh, you know, your demographics as you go through different, you know, sports leagues. And, uh, right. you know, you don't have as many visible minorities in the NHL, but the NHL has taken a big stand, uh, you know, in Black Lives Matter. So yeah. you know, those are, you know, it's important that people are, you know, taking the time to support one another and support what's going on in the world. I, think it's I agree. I agree. And, and, and the funny thing is, like, I'm glad you said that about the NHL. I do remember like Grant Fuhrer being like, I, I was, you know, a Gretzky fan. So I was of course watching Gretzky win his cups yeah. back when I was a young kid and seeing Grant Fuhrer in the net was mind boggling because like, you know, I remember growing up and so I'm going to date myself here. Right. But like, you know, uh, I wanted to be Superman. You can't be Superman. He's white. I wanted to be the $6 million man. You can't be the $6 million man. He's white. Mm-hmm. But the day I saw Grant Fuhrer, and the day you saw Jordan and the day you saw Superman just doing stuff like that, it's just like, well, you can't be that. No, nah, I'm not saying that because everybody wants to be Jordan. You know what I mean? Everybody wants course, to be Jordan. Of course. And, 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 and here's, here's the beautiful part about it, man, is that as I also alluded to this beforehand as well, as sports fans, you cheer for that team color. You know, it doesn't matter what the color of any one of those players are. I honestly think that sports is one of the best things for race relations. And I know that there's some pioneers that had to go mm-hmm. through some hell to, to, to get us to that point, but yeah. we have moved and I'm glad that they brought the spotlight there because we can always move further. We yep. can always move further. Definitely. And I think that that's, you know, it's a great way to bridge the gap, you know, for people, uh, cause you're, you know, it's a melting pot of, people from all diverse cultures and all over, you know, professional sports, you know, you look at the NBA, there's all walks of life, you know, different backgrounds, people coming in NFL for sure. You know, again, you're getting people from all across, you know, not just the United States that are playing in the NFL. Then you add NHL and you're not just getting people from North America. You're getting people from all over the world. So, everybody brings their culture and uh, whatnot. And, uh, again, it's good to see as people come together because they really start to shed that, uh, the blinders in terms of looking at someone, you know, what do you, what's the first thing you see the color of their skin? No oh, man, they're, you know, that's my brother, you know, going to battle. And that's the thing. That's the, the good thing that we enjoy as members in the, the military is that you don't look at someone in the color of their skin. You're looking at the uniform they're wearing and, you know, that guy's on my team and I know that they got my back. And that's the same Absolutely. thing these athletes are, are, are living. And, uh, you know, that's that support. You know, again, we talk about that as just supporting one another. So, you know, seeing that is, uh, that gets us going in the right direction. And that's what people are looking for. They're just, 
you know, they're looking to, you know, not don't judge a book, but we're all, we're all one. We're all one. Let's we're work all together one. here. I like that. So let's get off this serious topic here. Yeah, let's man. talk. Let's talk about some craziness here happening right now. So earlier on in my podcast, I believe it was episode zero or episode one. I remember yeah. my buddy Brad, my co-host, was telling me, you know, like Denver is a strong team, and I said, yeah, Denver. They're down three games. <laughs> it's like they're playing Utah. They're not coming back from this. Yeah. I got to eat my words. Like Jamal Murray went off crazy. Yes, buddy. Crazy. And yep. putting Canada on the map again. I'm, I'm telling you. And putting Canada on the map. Oh, man. I, I'm eating my words right now. Now I'm a Denver believer. I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Now, I still think, I still think the championship is coming through LA. I do. This is this is the you know the big prediction you know that's the thing you know LA strong this year it's not like last year before everybody came together and uh, came on LeBron's side but uh, I think you know LA's making a big push for it this year for sure. Well, that's the thing is like LA times two. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the Clippers as LA. well, it's like what in the world? Took, took a little bit for the Clippers to get going. It did. It you know? did. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, Paul George was having a little bit of problems in the bubble. I mean, as anybody would. I mean, that's a that's of a hard. Course. Yeah, exactly. So I think his mind is in it right now. So better watch out. Uh, yeah. And like like we're saying, the Bucks going down to the Heat. Do you think the 76ers are kicking themselves right now that they oh, they did not sign back Jimmy Butler? I'm there yeah. going. What's going on? That's a leader. You need that. You need that in your locker room. Yeah. I'm sorry, Joel hey, Embiid is not the man. <laughs> I don't know. You know, no, and I think I think Jimmy's showing a little something that uh, you know I don't I think he's surprising a lot of people and uh, with what's going on because I mean you know the Bucks are so strong the Bucks are so strong and I think that most people probably would have picked the Bucks coming out of the East by far. Well, that starting know, five is ridiculous. That course. starting five is ridiculous. Yeah, you're not really gonna. You don't think there's too too big of a contest anyway. You're gonna give everybody their their due. And I mean, I mean, the rappers have shown a lot this year, yes. having the the big change. You know, losing Kawhi, but I mean, the Raptors came out strong. So you know, I remember the Vegas odds coming out, and they were saying that the Raptors are gonna make it to the second round and be punted out. Right? Yeah. Now I'm I'm hoping that Vegas is wrong on this right now. I mean, right now the numbers as it shows. And as I look over at the score, we're down by four. Um, yeah. I'm just there going, come on, man, come on. But I, I'm still very surprised because to, to be able to come back with that success to, to come out there, um, they might be a piece away. Who knows? Maybe it is Giannis coming over in the free agency. I don't know. But. <laughs> you can hope. You can hope. I mean, you know, as Canadians, you know, we got to hope because, I mean, it would be, it would be phenomenal that, uh, you know, if you could bring someone like uh, – Giannis over, but I mean, I think the Raptors, you know, that's why Nick Nurse won coach of the year because mm-hmm. I mean, what he's been able to do with that team, those players and, you know, really it, it, to say it, I don't want to slag those guys, but, you know, not having a real marquee superstar, like a lot of other teams, you know, these guys uh, do it by committee yeah. and uh, you know, that's, that's, I think they're still, the naysayers because their naysayers were there last year because it was really just Kawhi and Kyle and yep. you know this year Kawhi being gone and you know oh the Raptors they're not going to repeat their Raptors the Raptors but then I think they shocked a lot of people they shocked they a lot have. of people 
and and even though like right now they're down by four, right? But it's yeah. only it's only the second quarter. We're still fine. That's basketball. Yeah, that's really exactly it. So I mean, Toronto could go on one of those famous runs there, and then that's it. Yeah, we, we we and you have to just climb back one game at a time. Um, of course, I I'm just there. I'm, I'm hoping. Um, now, are you surprised with that Colorado Dallas series? Oh, for sure. I'm watching that one. Uh, you know, that was especially when Colorado was down. You know, every game seems like an elimination game. They they lose their goalie. They lose their goalies. They, well, they the, yeah, goalies plural. You know, yeah. what I mean? like you lose your number one, you lose your number two, and you know, Michael Hutchinson. Guys, well, well, that's it. I saw a lot of the the guys talking last night, and they were saying, you know, Hutchinson shows up in the bubble, not even expecting probably to to play a game to dress, and right. here he is, and he's you know keeping them keeping their head above water, keeping them in this fight. So now he's, he's laughing now right now. Well, Trading from the sure. Leafs, he's laughing. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, and now you get Colorado again, takes it to uh, their force in game seven. So now mm-hmm. really momentum's on their side. Oh, absolutely. You, know, you just came back. The like pressure that. really is on Dallas to kind of keep it up. And now, like, I don't even know what you do with Nathan McKinnon. Cause, oh, no. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that's our hometown boy right here. So, I mean, you know, I'm hoping that whether he wins MVP, if he doesn't, whether he wins the con Smythe, I mean, like right now, this guy's killing it. So McKinnon you know. now needs to be in the same breath as when you mentioned Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon. I mean, for sure. This you know what is, I mean? Yep. He's uh, solidifying himself right now as, uh, you know, in one of the top players in the world, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, we'll see how Colorado does, but I mean, I think... I was I was interested watching the game last night thinking, you know, okay, so is Vegas going to pull away from Vancouver and go to the Western Conference Final? Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Dallas and Colorado? Who who has the better chance to come out of there? I don't know. The goaltending is a question mark. But, I mean, like, I'll tell you, I, it would be exciting to see Colorado go to the Western Conference Final yeah. with uh, Vegas and actually yeah. pull it out. But I mean, Vegas, I mean, right now, um, so was it, uh, I forget his first name, Demko, the goaltender that ended up playing oh, for Thatcher Vancouver. Demko there for, Thatcher for Demko. Vancouver. Yep. So California-born, first California-born native to mm-hmm. start in a playoff game and to win yep. a playoff game. Um, I, and I think Vancouver, because they're so young, they yep. just don't know. They, they don't know any better. So, of course, they're going to bring it to you. And I'm cheering for Vancouver. It's the last Canadian team last. Of course. Of course. I'm uh, I'm hoping Philadelphia is done. I I like to see the Islanders go past Philadelphia. Um, It's not looking good because Philadelphia is up 2-0 right now in the first. Are they? Boy, oh, boy. I tell you what, maybe Claude Giroux and all the boys there woke up, eh? It's like, oh, we got to be. Well, we'll guys. see. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, Vancouver, like you said, uh, cheering for Vancouver. I used to live in Vancouver, so they got a special place in my heart. And I think that they got they got the makeup, you know, if everybody's starting to be healthy, you know, if Mark can come back. But at the same time, Demko's playing well. I mean, you know, they can get the momentum to, to push Vegas. And then when you go back to the East, I mean, Philadelphia, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I don't think people gave a lot of credit to Philadelphia to really be doing much. And the fact that to see them where they are now is, is I'll say I'm a bit shocked because 
I didn't know that they were going to come as strong as they did. I mean, wow. the Islanders. I, I Islanders was shocked. Anchors. I was shocked after that first round because uh, Montreal gave them a run for their money as far as I was yep. concerned. Montreal did not lose that series. It's just that they kind of, well, they lost that series, but it's not that they didn't outplay in that series. Right. They look like the better team, you know, so it yep. was – I'm sure, Claude Julian, I'm sure Claude Julian not being there on the bench, you know, played a part, you know what I mean? Like you lose your, you lose your head coach and, you know, he has to leave, you know, Muller did a good job back there, but I think that, you know, you, you add those things up and, you know, it takes a toll because a lot of teams are they're losing some of their key players and you can see the serious effect that that's had on them. I mean, you know, Tampa Bay still doing it without Stamkos. No stamp coast. Kucherov got injured, but right now, if if Philadelphia could extend that, he's getting some extra time there. So you oh, never yeah, know; he sure. might just come on back in. And I heard Stamkos yeah. might be coming back in here as well. It's hard to say, though. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, those guys keep all that info close to the heart. You know, they, they sure don't do. really talk too much about what's going on. I mean, last night uh, Landeskog got uh, skate against the the thigh there. So, you know, is he going to be? available for the next game or is that going to keep him out you know who knows you know the injuries are happening and uh, it's keeping these games interesting so we'll see what happens yeah, it's it's been it's been really good playoff hockey as far as i'm concerned because oh, there's nobody in the stands it's like for sure i wasn't sure what was going to happen if we were going to have sports at all then it was okay they're going to play in the bubble with no fans it was like oh how's how's that going to go but i mean you know, I like the fact that they throw some virtual fans in there for the NBA. You know, you see guys going up there to, uh, you know, do a little something. But uh, I think it's been good. I got to commend all the all the different <laughs> leagues for putting it together. You know, baseball is a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, you know, like, I well, think you it's know, been great. Have, have you seen, though, um, in the... In the NBA, though, with the, the the virtual fans in there, yeah, I see how Steph Curry, I saw Jalen Rose, his fans, oh, yeah. I'm there going, "What is going on here?" I, I like how they do that. They actually like superpose someone's face. In yeah, you see guys like, oh, <laughs> yeah, and then all cool. I'm thinking, how could I virtually, <laughs> virtual reality, be there? Right? How could I be oh, one no. of the fans in there? Right? It's like, it's, like, ah. no. it's awesome. I like it. I like it. I, I do. Uh, I do. You know, you don't you don't get all those fans that are you know the big reactions going on when things are happening. But you know, I think it's been the sports have been good. Basketball's been good. Hockey's been good. You know, baseball's been good. Baseball's exciting. Good. Exciting. It's been it's been difficult with baseball because of the travel that they're doing. Right, and yeah. they're still pushing through. Even though yeah. there's uh, some players that have tested positive and they had to shut yeah. some games down. But having said that, NFL is right around the corner. They're doing the exact same thing as yeah. the M- MLB. And I know NFL is going to start. I know MLB is still going. But is it going to be just NHL and NBA actually have a championship this year? Like, that's that's what I'm getting worried about now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say. I think that, you know, if baseball's going, I can't see why they wouldn't play for a World Series, you know? Yeah, why, yeah. If you're going to start it, you may as well finish it. So, I mean, I guess we'll all see how things are going, but I would, I would suspect that if the intention was, hey, we're going to play that shortened season, you know, we're going to take it all the way to the end. Someone's, we're going to have playoffs, and somebody's going to win the World Series at the end of this. Yeah. So, you know, and I... You know, because you'd hate to see them, even for baseball, it took them so long to really kind of get to that agreement of how many games they're going to play, mm-hmm. how are the salaries going to work. 
they finally get to that point, they they agree on things, and you know, I guess if you end the season and don't move on for playoffs, right? And no World Series. Yeah, you know, it was just weird. More fans. Yeah, that, uh, the trade trade deadline's already on us, right? It's like we just started. <laughs> but yeah. the Jays made some good moves, getting Tajon Walker, getting a few a other pieces. Moves. Uh, we're yeah. in a good position to be in that because now it's we have the top 16 teams getting in. So uh, yep. on both on both sides, uh, I'm yep. 16 teams on both sides, not 16 teams for one. Uh, uh, hey, look, man, there. you know I'm wearing I'm wearing the Jays hat. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. happy to see the Jays uh, make some moves because you know they've got they got some good core. Their youth is there. Their it's youth time is to, there. You know, start building around those players, and you know, hey, look. We don't expect them to be an overnight success, but no. hey, you start showing us what what you're going to do, what you're going to build for the Jays in the future. Because I think some people, I know myself, over the years, you know, you're pretty happy with the team, and then all of a sudden, surprise! Hey, we're going to trade this guy. You know, hey, we don't need Kevin Blair. Hey, we don't need Josh Donaldson. Hey, we don't. Need, you know what I mean? And you're just like, whoa! You're blowing my team up. It's like, like fire sale. Yeah, you're just like, whoa! What is going on? So yeah. you know, it's good to see you know with the guys that uh, you know. You know, Guerrero Jr. Bichette, like, yeah, you know what I mean, like you have some really core players that you can build this team around and these yeah. are your flagship players now. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see that. And I'm glad to see the Toronto's, you know, making an effort to, uh, you know, show the fans like, Hey, and that's, and that's not even playing in Toronto either. They're playing all their games in Buffalo at this moment. So, yeah. I mean, this is really cool, you know, and uh, some people are speculating that because they are playing in Buffalo. And so yeah, Guerrero come through the system there. You had, um, uh, Bichette come through the system there. So they're saying that maybe they're more comfortable playing there because they played there already so often. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you know, I think this will be – hopefully this is a one-off and it's only the, the one season, you know, like next year. Things will get a little more back to normal and you'll have some games back in Toronto, um, you know. But hopefully, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I think we're all hoping that this is a one-off this one season of NHL, NBA, you know, that. I'm just uh, glad though. I'm just glad because let me tell you something. There's no sports. Like I said, I was doing dishes. It was vacuuming. I was like a greatest husband yeah. ever. You know what I mean? And now I watched, just, a, I watched a lot of replay games. I watched a lot of games <laughs> that were, you know, thank God to TSN and Sports Central, Sports Central. <laughs> That they were replaying games. There was ones I was finding, but uh, you know, you could only cozy up with Netflix and and Crave and all those <laughs> those things for so long. Sports are, you know, they're the crux right there. You know what I got into? That Cobra Kai show. Oh, I haven't watched that. You haven't good. watched that? That is yeah. like Johnny Lawrence. Pretty good. Oh yeah, buddy. I mean, he is like this Crow Magnum '80s guy still. You know, perfect. But, but like fifty something, almost sixty. It's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. I added it to my list on Netflix, so it's definitely on my list of things to watch for sure. <laughs> so I plan to get there. All right, we got a, another free fight night there. So, like, like my co-host would say, Uncle Dana, Dana White, he's been doing yeah. us a, like he's been doing us a solid throughout this whole entire pandemic there with all the fights, um, finding out ways in order to do it with no fans. But still, I think it's better sometimes with no fans because you can yeah. hear the corners going. And so we have Alistair Overeem and uh, Saki getting into the main event there and uh, Ovin St. Prue coming back to fight there, light heavyweight. 
Uh, I didn't really have a look at the rest of the card there, but uh, Overeem I'm always interested in because that's a heavy hitter. He's the man that took out Lesnar. Yep. Like took him out, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's always he's always gonna be that special guy that I like watching because he's so amazing. Um, what's your predictions on the Overeem fight? Jeez, man, it's gonna be tough. You know, like I think I'm probably siding more with you know going in the direction you are because you know that proven power. So it. It's going to be – it'll be interesting to see for sure, um, you know. He's just a monster, man. He's just oh. a big old monster, man. I remember watching Lesnar and him, and I'm there going, dang, he's almost as big as Lesnar. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, is, which is hard to find. That's right. It's like, what in the world? Okay. How come is it, right, you have young men or even men that are in their 30s that decide to all get together, have a little yeah. poker have a few beers, watch yep. some UFC. And for some strange reason, they think they become UFC fighters. I I don't understand Every that. time. You know Every, what I'm saying? Do you remember back time. 2007? Do you remember that? 2007. And one of our, one of our uh, friends, actually both of them were our friends. We knew them both. Uh, I speak like there's past tense. We just <laughs> past tense as far as what had happened. We still know them both. Yep. We still know them both. But uh, they decided to have a little wrestling match in the backyard. And oh, now they're going, this yeah. is a bad idea. Yep. <laughs> Alcohol. <A few> drinks. <laughs> yep. It was a UFC. Yep. It was a title UFC, match. Yeah, heavyweight title match. It was a Lesnar match as well. And yep. all I remember is like uh, big old Ben being yep. like 250 at that moment. Oh, yeah. And uh, – I'm just going to call him Buddy Boy because I haven't talked to him, so I don't want to mention his name because just in case, you know. Yep. But yep. Uh, he had to be given up 60 pounds. And he's oh, like, yeah, sure. it's okay. I'll get in there. <laughs> <laughs> no problems, you know. And yep. both, of us, both of us are like, okay, Joe, like, this is a bad idea. Like, I think there was a few people I think there was a few people on the patio in the back area that decided to watch how that was going to that Of was course gonna go. you're going to watch. It's like, this is going to end up bad. It's going to end up bad. It went, it went pretty much as we all thought it was going to go. <laughs> Yeah, there I don't was, even know. I don't even know what he was thinking. Yeah, there was some limp noodles, kind of. That's the first know. time. I gotta yeah. be gotta be honest. That's the first time in like in front of me that I've seen a standing guillotine delivered. Yeah, and somebody go limp because he was so proud he wasn't gonna tap, and he yeah, just not went gonna so tap. Not limp. Gonna tap. You should just tap. No, like, I'm not gonna tap. You should tap. And I remember, I remember, you and me. And here is you. He's out. Yeah, he's out. <laughs> he's out. Yeah, he's out. And then big old Ben, after that, this is one of his buddies, just throws him, just discards him, like he's trash. <laughs> and I'm there going, oh, my goodness. Oh, my yeah, goodness. I did warn him. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to tap. He didn't want to tap. Corey, I don't know how many times people are like, how about you? Uh, can I wrestle with you? Uh, wrestle with yeah. you? He's like, no, 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 no. No. No, I'm good. I'm gonna enjoy my beer and uh, be an observer. That's exactly yeah. it. You know, take those front row seats. I don't even understand that. It's, I'm sure there's other people that have saw this crazy stories like that, but that was still oh, yeah. the first time I ever seen a standing guillotine. <laughs> Somebody oh, yeah. go out with a standing guillotine. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Big Ben was. Uh, I think he was doing a little. He was doing a lot of the stuff on the side there. Uh, oh. So. 
a lot of creatine. Yeah. Lots of creatine. Lots of protein. Let me show you some moves. Let me show you some moves. (laughs) Well, that's the thing, too, is that everybody, everybody back then, God, I know you've done some boxing. I've uh, I've I've done Aikido and Krav Maga. Benny was doing some martial arts there too. So I mean, oh, yeah. to me, it's like you know, I don't know. Like if somebody says I practice some martial arts, I, I don't think you know. Especially if you're inebriated, it's the greatest idea to go. Oh, really? Let's try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you what I got. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you what I got. Yeah. It never it never really turns out the way most people want it to. Other than oh my God. being on an episode of ridiculousness, getting knocked out, getting knocked out. <laughs> I felt so bad, man. I was just like, and then yeah. he gets up. He gets up after. Ah, it's all good. It's all yeah, good. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was getting worried because he was out cold. Like, oh, he was out. Yeah, good oh sport about God. it. He was. He uh, was. He was. Like, I got what I asked for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. You did. You yeah. gave up sixty pounds, and this is what happens. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was an exciting part of the party. It was, you know, it was like, you know, before the UFC even started. So I was just like, yep. this is great. This is great. I'm getting some poker. I'm getting a little bit of free fights here. And then uh, this they is where the excitement is. This is exactly it. I was, I was very much entertained. Thank you. Oh, Thank yeah. you, Ben. Thank you. Um, yep. Man. So, yeah. Uh, have you been thinking? Well, what do you been thinking about? Have you seen any of the free fights that was been going on there? Like it's just I haven't seen too many. I've uh, yeah. been focusing more on uh, I'd say the the, the prime time sports. So yeah. uh, I've seen some of the highlights uh, a little bit, a little bit here and there, but uh, I can't say I've seen a, a lot. I mean, some of the names that have been coming out there to fight, like like, like I said, you have uh, Ovin St. Prue, you got uh, yeah. Alistair Overeem, Frankie Edgar. Uh, there's just been a whole bevy of people coming out to fight in these main events. And I'm like, you would pay even a few years back. You'd pay to see these fights. So, Oh, for sure. You know? So I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy, man. I'm really happy about that. Uh, you gotta like that. They're, they're <laughs> definitely doing what they can to entertain the fans. Which That's is exactly good. it. That's exactly Dana, it. Dana White was one of the first ones to be doing it for sure. He was definitely one of the first ones to be like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get some, some fights out there. People are going to watch this. We're going to find a place to do it. So, have you been Get watching? Any, these guys. You been watching any WWE? A little. I don't <laughs> follow it. Is you know, it's not like uh, the old days. Not like the old the, days. The Rock come out and you know, just just lightening <laughs> the guys. You know, it just doesn't have that same appeal. All right, all right. Because I know you are you are a bit of a wrestling fan, as as <laughs> I love wrestling as well. Okay. Yeah. In your in your opinion, what was the greatest wrestling heel turn? The greatest one. The greatest wrestling heel turn. Where mm. a face a face just turned heel on a dime. Oh, jeez! Wow, man, I don't know. All right, I'll let you think about that. I'm going to give you mine, and I'll let you yeah. think about that. For me. It was seeing <laughs> train, say your prayers and eat your vitamins, ripping <laughs> off the shirt there, okay? Old Hulk Hogan turned into Hollywood Hogan all of a sudden. And he came out, remember he already had the black beard going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? what's going on? What's going on? Yep. And then I was sold on the Hollywood Hogan. I thought, this is the greatest heel ever. 
to me. I was like, it was the greatest hero and just became the greatest heel. I'm like, wow, wow. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. No, I mean, I have, uh, you know, like the stuff I just found the most entertaining stuff was definitely, you know, the rock when he started, when he came out. I mean, you know, like that's when I found that it got really like the entertainment. But I mean, some of the guys that were starting out, like, I don't know, like Mr. Perfect, you know, you watch those guys back then and. You know, I found that before The Rock was out, Mr. Perfect used to crack me up. Like, you oh, know, some of these guys. The promos. Was, oh, for sure. You know, he's got the one team before they ever stepped a foot in the ring. <laughs> or he spat the gum. He spit the gum out and spat yes. it in his head. <laughs> yeah. Little Razor Ramon, you know, let me flick the toothpick at you. Gonna carve you up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Something yeah. off into the gold. Something's gonna happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The true the true entertainers. Man, the rock to me, okay, the rock to me is the best Mike man I've ever heard. I mean, he was a great wrestler as well. Uh, but he wasn't always a great wrestler to start off. That's that's the funny thing. I mean, he was very good and sound, but he ended up coming into his own but his mic skills when he started that it doesn't matter what your name is i mean <laughs> just get oh, under people's skin and i'm like oh this guy is gold <laughs> oh it was for sure i think that you know that that he was someone that really turned the corner for for that and, and really put the rubber stamp on the entertainment because he took the entertainment side of it because he didn't need to the best part of watching him was before he ever stepped foot in the ring. It was the the lead up, the interviews, you know, oh. like that's that's what you're watching. And you know, and that's, we hung me and the boys, we hung on to that stuff every week. It was yes. like, oh man, I'll, I'm gonna watch WWF, WWE because I want to see The Rock come out. And he yes. may only talk for five minutes, but that's the best five minutes. That's of the my best week. five minutes. Oh, exactly it, because he is just about to dress down somebody right now. Oh man, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable! And I know now you see you see him and he's you know what the highest paid actor highest in paid Hollywood. Actor. You know the man transcended all in, boundaries. He's in everything. He's yeah. in everything. He just bought the XFL. He's he's a yep. you know he's I believe him and his family just have coronavirus, but they're it's the rock. It's yeah. gonna be okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. They he's recovered a, from it. He's gonna give the rock bottom to that there, right? So. Oh man. <laughs> and the thing is, is that uh, you know, give kudos to the guy because uh, you know, being born and raised here in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. the fact that his father, Rocky, you know, grew up, uh, lived here in Amherst, in Nova Scotia, you know, that's that's huge. You know, that's yeah. uh, Tying a little bit to the Maritimes here. So, uh, you know, we'd love to see uh, Dwayne Johnson kind of come down and uh, maybe maybe uh, say hi to his uh, roots down here in uh, Nova Scotia <laughs> at some point. You know? But uh, no, man, kudos to that guy because I think he has, uh, you know, after you lose some of your Hollywood action stars like Stallone and Arnold, and, uh, you know, those guys, I think everybody was wondering who was going to, carry the torch the mantle of the next action hero i'm pretty sure we, we we all see who that is oh yeah and uh it's not hard to identify the fact that Dwayne johnson has uh just oh, yeah. grabbed the torch and run with it and and he's like a different he's like 
similar but different in a lot of ways too you know what i mean just because he has that he has that like he's just eloquent with all of his words yeah. But he'll also beat the crap out of you, you know. <laughs> well, the fact that you, I think you like him because of his range, you know what I mean? Like, he can be that action hero if he wants to be the badass from the Fast and the Furious. But then if he wants to be, you know, the funny guy, comedian that you just don't know what he's going to say, he's in Jumanji or he's, uh, you know, Central Intelligence. Like, oh, I mean, I love you, that like, movie. Take your, take your pick, man. This guy, you know, the range, that's what gets me is that he's not just the physical specimen this guy is uh doing doing it as an actor so oh, I, get out, I tip my hat to that guy man I'll and let's face you. it hogan tried he he sure tried but uh yeah. he really didn't he really didn't break through like that you know no no nope. <laughs> some of those guys that's why they uh spent their careers uh in the ring not yeah. not yeah. not on screen so you know. Yeah. i also i also i mean i have to i have to say this since we're talking about wrestling but I loved Ric Flair as well. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, I love I love the heels, man. I know. <laughs> like, you can have the baby faces every day, but the yeah. heels. I mean, to be a good heel. Oh, oh, Ric Flair was great. Oh, man. oh yeah. I mean, and you like that guy's sports, iconic. <laughs> like every sports person is like, you know, to be the man, you gotta oh, yeah. beat the man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. That's a guy that'll go down in history. He's legendary, and he's, you know, he's reached everybody. You know, Absolutely, you talk about Ric Flair. You know, and that's you know, even to this day, you know, the stuff in the office is still, you know, the Macho Man, cream of the crop, buddy, cream of the crop. Oh, yeah, buddy, how can you? Yeah, to me, that was one of the best matches ever. It was Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man Savage, WrestleMania Three Intercontinental Championship. I was mesmerized and I even watched that match not even that long ago. And I remember still watching it in still amazement because you don't see that kind of technical wrestling happening, Yeah, you know? And uh, I mean, not to say that wrestling isn't great. It's just that I just find sometimes, Oh, it's like, you know, your story. I'm not, I'm not buying it. And maybe it's just because there's no fans really to give it that pop, you know, but uh I still think the rock would get a pop no matter what though, you know, it's, it's, Oh yeah. It's just a it's personality, a you know, like it's different now these days. I find, uh, you know, back in the, back in the nineties, you know, wrestling would come to town and, you know, if these guys came to town and people are going to check it out, you might actually, uh, have an opportunity to run into these guys walking around the city. You know? Oh buddy. You, you know, I can't remember the last time someone actually told me a story about running into a wrestler somewhere. Cause I don't think, those usually happen anymore you know i remember being downtown and running into you know you'd see brett the hitman hurt the undertaker kevin nash like running into these guys at the bar and it was like holy smokes those guys are specimens you've you've ran into some very interesting people who was the other guy there uh from hammond's plains uh brett marshall brett marshall Oh, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boston Bruins finest. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, an opportunity after he won his uh, his cup. I think he was making his, his way from the lower deck to the dome. Decided to play a beat on my hood. Put in my car in celebration. He was like, uh, yeah, Mr. Marchand, you. Would, you, would you please get off my car? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm pretty sure tomorrow you're supposed to be in the nail day parade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, 
Do you remember? Do you remember Psycho Sid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid Justice. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. remember he was like six ten. Oh know, yeah, the big big guy, the beach blonde, blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, there was a girl I was dating at the time, and uh, she was at this hotel. I remember waiting in the hotel, and in comes and it just so happened because it's a hotel that's close to the airport in Toronto, and yeah. it just so happened that old psycho Sid walks in to get his room. The man was still in character and he was coming in. And back then his gimmick was, you know, I am the master and yeah, the yeah. ruler of the universe, right? But he's screaming this in the main hall, you know? And oh, I remember geez. everybody's just like looking at this massive mountain of a man. And I just, you know, I was like, what, 20? And so yeah. I was like, I'm going to go talk to him. I remember I came up to his chest and I was like, Mr. Vicious. <laughs> Big fan. I saw Yokozuna walk in that day. I saw. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, buddy. It was it was amazing. Mr. Fuji. I mean, it, it blew my mind, right? Just to see all yeah. these guys. And uh, Sid, Sid asked me to go party with them there. And I'm like, uh, no, because I was waiting for my girlfriend. Yeah. So I didn't go party with Psycho Sid. But yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, man. That was... That, that was very similar to, uh, you know, the, the time that I met Kevin Nash. He was at, uh, <laughs> it was the Palace, Jerry's Pub in Halifax. And, uh, you know, he and another guy were walking through and they were like, how do we get to that bar next door? So I told him how to get it, you know, which door to go in, go check it out. It's definitely worth it. That's where the ladies are. And I mean, you know, this guy's a, a mountain of a man, Kevin Nash. At the time, I think, you know you can see him walking through the crowd because it's everybody's pretty much like if they're lucky, they're just over his waist. So he went over to the bar, came back. I don't know how he found me, but he was walking through. I just feel this hand on my shoulder. I turn around and there he is. And he's like, Hey man, thanks for the tip. That was a great bar and great ladies. And you were like, Oh my God. This guy's like seven feet tall. <laughs> and his shoulder is just a wingspan. Right. Like, uh, Thank you, Mr. Nash. <laughs> yeah. But these guys, you know, they were so normal people, man, as much as they were in character and things like that. And, you know, yeah. like to yeah. see the Undertaker standing there at the bar, having a drink, you know, saying hi to people, things like that. So I don't think you hear too many, not in Halifax anyway, we don't get, get the chance to throw too many stories around about people running into these guys downtown anymore. No, no. Well, no. hopefully things open up and... And things start coming back to normal, I say. Yeah. yeah. I think we're past our prime, so I don't think we'll be the ones downtown telling those stories. We'll oh. just hear those we're old men now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're just the guys up in the rafters talking about stats. Oh, my gosh. Hey, yeah. you know, so we both said we're both, uh, we're both Canadian military. I just want to give a big shout-out to the HMCS Toronto right now. Uh, hopefully everybody is safe and... Uh, miss you guys can't wait to see you guys come back yes man be safe toronto yeah yeah well listen buddy thank you so much for taking some of that time on your school night you know and uh i really hope you enjoy uh the rest of the your week there man and i'd love to have you on again and we could talk some more because yeah, uh man. it was it was a great conversation and it's also great just to talk some sports as well you know of course yeah, happy to happy to talk sports. I'm sure we'll uh, get a chance to talk again because uh, 
some of these series that we're talking about will have finished and uh, we'll see how the predictions go. Well, you know, the next time we talk, if you jump into if that will be awesome. And if you jump into some NFL, maybe we could talk a little NFL there too. Yep. We'll yeah. have to get on that too. Yeah. What's your team? What's your team in the NFL? Like, I'm like a Bears your fan. team. Bears I'm fan? Bears okay, fan. good, 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 yeah. good. You got a yeah. team that is right now messed up. I don't know, but it's like, they really messed, messed up. up. For a long time. They uh, messed up for a long time. Quarterback competition going on right now during yep. the season. Awesome, awesome. Wow, wow. Yep, it'll be exciting to see them. I'm curious how this season's going to go. It'll be exciting. You know, I'm not just hope- for the Bears, but a little bit for. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm curious, like everyone else, to see what's going to happen in Tampa. What's going to happen in New England? Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, New England, I, I thought, because, uh, like, honestly, I'm, I'm a Bills fan. So I thought, yeah. oh, man, AFC East is wide open. Then they land Cam Newton. And I'm like, ah. Uh, because if Cam's on his game, that's scary yeah. stuff. Scary stuff. So Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen. I mean, you know, New England, you know, I can't get too deep into football because uh, I don't know as much. But, you know, I think New England's a little bit handcuffed with the salary and, you know, having the son cam with, you know, like league minimum kind of thing. But it should be interesting. I, I guess the, the more interesting thing that I'm curious to see is where are all the fans going to go? Because if uh, New England's not the powerhouse that they have been, yeah, you know, is this going to oh. be the season that you see a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans? I haven't told you this yet. <laughs> I did. I did tell you that. Uh, I, uh, well, I talked to Doug. You remember uh, Dougie there? Uh, yep. Uh, over right now, uh, working with me, right? Yep. So, so I, I <laughs> so two things he did, which is hilarious, because he's a huge Boston Bruins fan, huge New England yep. Patriots fan, right? I think he's everything Boston. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Boston gets eliminated. He pulls me into his office, and he shows me. He goes, look, look, look. I've always been a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. He has his jersey just there. I'm like, course, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so then they're going, hey, man, because I told him back in November, I said, Tom Brady is not going to be a New England Patriot coming up this new year. And yep. he's saying, he's calling me all sorts of names and saying I'm a liar and all that. Yeah. And what happens? Tom Brady's not a New England Patriot. So all of a sudden, I'm there telling him, I told you, Tom Brady was going to be, oh, no, 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 no. I've always been a Tampa Bay fan. Always us. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, you are the worst bay jumper I've ever seen. Like, yeah, what? Exactly. I love success. Success. That's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I only wear successful teams. That's it. That's only. It. Listen, yeah. man, I got a Browns jersey. I got a Bills jersey. I do have a Seahawks jersey because I was there. And I do yeah. have a Vikings jersey with Favre because I love Favre. But l- listen, man. <laughs> Only one is really truly a championship because the Browns no, no. But I'm thinking this year maybe with the new coaching. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. have to see what happens. That's it. Yep. We'll definitely see what happens. All right. Right man. on, Ben. Peace. Take it easy, Corey. Thank you so much. All right, John. Take it easy, brother. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Like us on Facebook at Guys Beer Sports Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at guys.beer.sports. When you do this, watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, where you can join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or as a guest live commentator. 
The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.